Sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea and a biscuit, and prepare yourself for the latest episode of the Game Punches podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Game Punchers, episode 113 for Thursday the 12th of February 2015. Game Punchers is the most ponderous and regressive podcast on the internet. I think I've got that right. Yeah. I am your host for today, Fraser Moores, and I am joined on my virtual right with our newbie, Brendan Sarex, yes. aka Fish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And I am joined on my virtual left by the, uh, what do we call the ringer? Skull guy. Skull guy, ringer, Mr. Skull guy, a.k.a. Wyatt Mate, who's who's filling in the blanks for us. Thank you very much, Wyatt. No problem. Glad to be here. How are you? You have saved saved Frazier from the the horrible high school experience where, you know, you you spent your summer vacation with all your friends and you, you know, had a great time and then you show up to school and then it's a group project and you get stuck with the new kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you turn up, no one's talking to you anymore. <laughs> they wanted to hang around with you because you had a Super Nintendo. That's right. So, yes, we're, we're I had... rather short today. Steve, uh, Mr. Steve of the Pendlebury, he's uh, lapping up the extra body that he's got uh, roped in on the podcast. So he's taking, uh, well, his mum's in town, apparently. Something about curry. Did he talk about curry? Oh, no, he took curry pot noodles. Apparently she brought over some pot noodles. So you two of you might not be familiar with pot noodles. Um, it's sort of like a British institution. It's like ramen in a cup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Steve has a fascination for the uh, for that awful food. Um, but I don't blame him. And uh, so apparently his mother's brought him over six packs. Wow. I think if you go back uh, like 50 episodes or something, there's talk of when he bought like a, a wholesale case of them from somewhere and was working his way through the whole lot. So he, he, I think he got sick of them. He's not sick of them anymore because he's now got some more. Or he's putting on a brave face for his mother. Do you think uh, Do you think she had to declare that coming through? Or do you, and, and if she did, do you think she was embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't bust me. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got a stinking cold, so if I start cu- going into coughing fits, excuse me. Uh, Mr. Fish, how have you been? Uh, you know, I've been all right. I'm not, uh, don't have a cold yet, although, which is weird because my wife works with children, so she comes home with all manner of plague. Right. All the time. Yes. So This is, this is where mine comes from. I have two little yes. sponges of germs. That's, I'm telling you, that's, when we, when we were, when we were wiped off the earth by some horrible bug, it's not going to come from, a you know un, un, un poorly processed food or anything like that's going to come from children. Right, children will be the the bearers of the plague. 
Yeah. Do you remember the SARS virus scare many years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was all. Re- I mean, Toronto got locked down on that. Did you like, guys? Oh, so you guys got real. Like you guys got it real bad. Toronto. Yeah. yeah well, apparently, it, I mean, they they have um, a very high Chinese population over here, particularly mm. which all occurred from. Um, which has occurred over a number of years, but one of the main things when Hong Kong lost its, uh, its Commonwealth status and was taken back over by China, a lot of Hong Kong um, citizens came over to Canada. Like, so, fuck this. Yeah, like, let's get out of here quickly. <laughs> let's get our money and get over here, you know, where our money might be protected and welcomed. Um, and bring your food as well, please. And uh, so, you know, there's the SARS outbreak was, I think, I, I'll probably get correct on this, but I think was sort of the focal point was China. But then when people went in airplanes, where were a lot of these people going? It ended up being Canada, so we got hit, you know, more than more than really anywhere else. Anyway, I was going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Then it was. A, then it becomes a real national emergency, right? What's the big thing now in California? Isn't it measles or something like that? Measles. Measles is everywhere. There's measles like 20 miles from my house. Yes. Assholes. Yeah. A lot of people are clamping down on the old. Uh, if your kids aren't vaccinated, you're not coming in, sort of thing, which is a whole nother story. But uh, we're well, back to the kids. See, that was the whole point of right. my star's story. Right. Was to say, well, you know what, whatever they were blaming the Chinese, I mean, all I had to do was just to somehow quarantine children huh. and we would all would have remained perfectly safe. So, uh, but I, yeah, I can't shake these colds at all. I'm ill this week. I was ill two weeks ago when I was in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was ill at Christmas. I've never, it's never been like this bad before. Yeah, I don't know. The colds this year have been real bad. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Super so. colds. Yeah, there you go. Wyatt, colds? Uh, oh, are you, are you health, super healthy? Uh, right now I'm super healthy, but I get sick once or twice a year for like a month, and then I'm well the rest of the year. It's just really bad for like a month, and then a month. A month. Holy moly. It's ser- it's seriously bad. Like, I like will go to class with the tissue box and then use half of it for one class. Right. But, yeah. Because you're blowing your know. nose, right? Like that's. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> 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 You're young. The stamina of the young. Uh, very good. Okay, well, I haven't prepared anything. Um, uh, actually, sorry, Wyatt, how are you? I'm good. Really? Thank you for yes. asking. The yeah, after, remind me, because I haven't... Have, I can't remember. Have I, I? It's terrible I can't remember. Have I done a podcast with you before? I, I was. I have. I was on the 100th. I guest starred. That's right, yeah. And you were, okay. everyone was on that, but I did the Destiny Eve with just uh, Steve. That was my first appearance. Oh, that was one of the podcasts I really wanted to be on. <laughs> Surprise, I missed that one. And then the audio was fucked up. You were probably whole... ill or something. It's probably <laughs> The audio was fucked up for the whole thing, so all everyone was laughing at the echo and blaming Steve, but I was just standing in the corner like avoiding him like, oh, it was not my fault. It's totally Steve. Oh, well, it happens. But, yeah, the audio issue is... Uh... Yeah, it's, I'm just checking now that my recording's recording, so just <laughs> oh, to be safe. I, I yeah, keep yeah, looking so. back to make sure it's recording. I know, <laughs> we've had nothing but problems the last few weeks, but there you go, it's, it happens. Um, yeah, it was funny because I, I put the bat signal up to uh, a couple of guys. One of them was um, tried to get Greg DeLacy on from the Overseas Connection. Man, I can't nail that guy down for a show, no matter how hard I try. But one day, Greg, 
and a uh, friend of the show, Gary DeFelici, uh, he's, uh, he couldn't make it um, for a, a whatever reason. Um, uh, but um, he said that uh, if he came on, all he'd talk about was Destiny. So I think we dodged a bullet there. Yeah, anyway. good work. So there we go. Um, Glad I was your third choice. Yeah, make it make top five. Well done, Wyatt. Top top Wyatt. You're in. Let me tell you. Let me tell you're you, in Wyatt. the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are only the two that you know about. When, okay. when Batman's cousin gets called, that's the me. I'm the Batman's yeah. cousin. Yeah, Batman. Steve's mom. If she wanted to be on. <laughs> so I was going to try and do a list. I didn't get a list. Um, what I had on here in the intro, my console discussion update. Um, I've decided today that I'm going to get a PlayStation 4. Okay. Um, I have a good a choice. Birth- my birthday's coming up next month. The Wii U has proved to be a massive success, but I can't... can't uh, Wii U's done now, so we have the Wii U. So what's next? Um, I was thinking about... It really is a close call on the two, but here's the thing. The Xbox 360 in my house is still in use every day mm-hmm. through my son and his, uh, Minecraft. You know, I can come home every day and find my son and my daughter downstairs on Minecraft on the 360. Uh, they have friends who are all on the 360 playing Minecraft, so what am I going to do? Right. So I'm going to replace. I think I'm going to go for the PS4. That's my choice for the next one to get updated. Well, so. I think it's on the PS4 as well, so you might as well lose. You're going to lose that. Uh, no, no. Uh, you say that. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, really, I could lose it on everything. Um, he pretty much daily asks me why we can't have Minecraft on the PC. Uh, I don't think he's aware that he could have it on the PS4, but that's in our bedroom, right? Uh, Well, sorry, the PS3 is up in the bedroom, so he wouldn't really... It wouldn't be a place for him to be gaming all the time. We've given him a basement. He has a whole floor to himself, (laughs) right? I've given over a floor to the children, so that's all (laughs) they're going to get. Um, Yeah, so PS4 is looking like I'm going to try try and get that. Here's how I'm funding it. Kickstarter? Are, we, are, you, uh, are you starting a Kickstarter? Yeah. Go, go, go fund probably... me. Go fund me. Buy me a PS4. <laughs> well, if uh, Peter Molyneux can get away with Godus, yeah, I can exactly. get away. surely I can get away with a PS4, right? Oh, but that's for later. Um, I've actually... Uh, well, I have a birthday coming up, so I, like, I will put the, put the signals out and say, look, you know, if you want to help, chip in a couple of Amazon vouchers here and there. I've sold a game, though, and guess who's not on the podcast to hear it? Oh, can you what? guess what game it is? Oh, well, it's not. Sold. Oh, wait, you didn't own Destiny, so it's, it's not, not density. Density. Uh, it's John, I'm dodging a bullet by John not being. Oh, on the did podcast. you bought, did you sell Diablo? I sold Diablo. Oh, today. <laughs> you're lucky that John can't talk right now because he's screaming. <laughs> he's screaming a silent scream right now. He just stopped him in the like the heater. The 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 furnace is louder than him right now, but, <laughs> That's but right. he's still. But screaming. not as hot. <laughs> I think he's gonna skip listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah, he's like, right. oh god. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've let him down badly. Um, he was so didn't... happy, Fraser. He was so happy when you bought it. He was really happy. He was I so don't happy. Know. Now, here's the thing: it's not a bad game. I'm not at any any stage saying it's a bad game. It's just I've just it, the steam just left me. I just had no desire to get back on there and, and play through. And uh, I think I might have. I think if I'd pushed myself, I probably would have finished it. But I just thought, you know what? I could just see dollar signs in that case that was sitting there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I threw, threw it on eBay. I got bought up straight away. I got pretty back pretty much what I paid for it. I couldn't argue with that. So I'm sorry, John. I've let you down. 
I played that on the Xbox One when it came out for that, and as soon as it was done, I was done with the game. I I had no no uh, intention to doing the after game stuff. I enjoyed the story and the DLC, and I was done with it. Yeah, I don't See, understand I can't... the after game stuff like at all. The seasons and stuff like that. It's like, I, I, aren't you just going through the same dungeons again and, and more loot? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know if I get what John was getting. That's the thing that got me. You know, I, I enjoyed the few hours that I put into it, and the loot drop stuff was pretty neat. And I can see it's an amazingly well-crafted game, you know. But it just didn't keep me. It just didn't hold me. So what can you do? Not guilty, Your Honor. Even though he's judging me as we speak. <laughs> so that's it. Anybody else have anything for the intro? No, I was just going to say that I think that there's no there's no wrong answer. Like, if you have a Wii U, there's no wrong answer between PS4 and Xbox 360. Yeah. I I think that, I mean, the, the what, the PS4's got, you get more guns in Destiny, which I know you care about, Caesar, so you'll be happy to know that you're going to get all, all special weapons when you buy that PS4 copy of Destiny. The, yeah, well, it's, you know, the problem with Destiny is I'm not playing Destiny, right? Right. Yep. So. <laughs> that is the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's really it. I I bought it. I bought an Xbox One instead of a PS4 because I wanted Killer Instinct. That was the only like that was the differentiator mm. for me. I, that's the only reason I I don't own a PS4 yet. Now you talked highly of that game, right? Mm-hmm. You still and you still talk highly of that I, game. I think that game's really well done. I but I but the problem is is I'm one of the people that really appreciate fighting games, but are fucking terrible at them. Right. I am just not. I am not good, and so I think some of the depth is lost on me. But um, Dave uh, from Bull, uh, from uh, Bullshot loves uh, loved Killer Instinct, loves fighting games, and uh, he really liked it. So I yeah. I lived vicariously. My my Killer Instinct joy was partially through uh, through Dave's eyes. But I mean, yeah. again, I'm not sure that like was was it was it worth you know three hundred and fifty dollars? I don't know. No, that was five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Oh, no, Killer Instinct. That's right. Day one was a five hundred dollar purchase, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. When I moved my TV, I didn't even hook the Kinect back up because I was like, "This thing, I, this thing is going the way of the dodo," and I, there's no sense in even like trying to figure out a good place for it. Is it going the way of the dodo? Yeah, the Kinect. Oh yeah, they're. I they're, mean, they're not even packaging it anymore. Nobody's doing anything with it. No one's. It's not progressing. I mean, I, I understand you can get a Kinectless Xbox One, but is there's no. No, I, I, nobody, I, there's nobody developing for it now. Nobody gives a crap. Well, nobody. I mean, I think there's still stuff that's being developed for it, but I know that there was a lot of drama at Harmonix when they pulled that shit with like, um, the Fantasia, the what's it called? Let's well, not Let's Dance. What's the what's their brand? Oh, I know. Steve played yeah, that. Steve loved like, it. Steve like loved the demo. It. Then I think he bought it and didn't think that much of it. Yeah, but I but there was a lot of drama when they pulled the connect because that you needed the connect for that game. Yeah, well, of course, that's fair enough, right? You know, if you're a developer and you've bought into the tech yeah. being there, yeah, I can understand Especially that. Especially when you've been, yeah, when you've been sold the, a bill of goods and then they're like, eh, you know what? I don't think we're, I, don't, yeah, I just don't think we're going to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to hurt. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I would go an Xbox One. I have no problem in putting the money down for an Xbox One as well. I, I feel a little bit happier putting money towards the PS4. But um, I just want it for that fucking that Silent Hills demo. Yeah, it's all. I tell you what, it's all come down to my kid. Because my if my son and daughter weren't using the Xbox 360, I would want 
the Xbox One down there. Digital surround coming out of everything. <laughs> you know, for me, when uh, it... I, I was just going to say, I'd be interested in the because it has all the inputs on the back. So I, I'm running out of HDMI inputs. So you can use that as a switch box, right? Uh, I think you can use it as a switch box as like for your cable. That's oh, it. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think it's just for your cable. Wyatt, you were going to say something? For me, when it came down to choosing was what were my friends were going to get, and I was excited for Titanfall. Yeah. yeah. I think, I'll tell you what, man, I think that Xbox bungled, like, Xbox Live. Xbox Live was the reason to own a 360. You know, you had your friends, and, like, all that, uh, that, that stuff was so front and center in the Xbox 360, and it is buried, and still kind of buried in the Xbox One. They just, they had, th- like, all that great goodwill around the quality of of just like the experience of Xbox Live and then Xbox One was like no man TV you want to watch TV with this thing fuck playing video games with your friends yeah uh, but we knew that when they announced oh, the I machine know, I know I know I mean you know there's a lot of stuff they that gets announced and we get wrong or misinterpret that we didn't no you no I and and I and and I know I'm in the minority on this but I am I am disappointed that they didn't go through with that DRM policy because I think that would have been really cool. Just being able to have stuff associated to your account as opposed to like Steam, just like having having Steam but for X. I I the, I will buy almost anything on on Steam just because then I just I know I can get it. Like if I just if I want to play something, I can and we'll talk about that more when we go into what are you playing, but like I can just play it. Like I can just download it and play it. I don't have to search for discs, write a serial number, nothing. I can just download it and play it. And I thought that was going to be really cool. Yeah. I see the flip side of that. I'm sort of, I'm on the back of, I'm sending out Diablo 3. I'm throwing it away into the heavens today and I'm getting all my money back. Yeah. No, absolutely. Which, and, is, which is an interesting, yeah. you know, uh, flip side. Yeah. And so. I just, I'm not one that sells my games. So that's why that part, but I totally understand the people that like to sell their game. The other side was, I really wanted to see GameStop get fucked. By, I yeah. wanted someone to take a stance against GameStop because I'm all for reselling your games. Like, if you do not want a game and you want to and you want to recoup some of the money from it, like, sell, like selling it on eBay, selling it to a friend, whatever. I am so for that. But the model that that GameStop uses is like abusive to the consumer on both ends and abuses the 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 game makers as well. Like, I, there's no the only person that wins in that conversation is GameStop, and I just think it's so gross. And no one has the nuts to take a stand against it, and Microsoft almost did. Yeah, okay, but you know, should you really be relying on Microsoft to take a stand on that? I take a stand on it. Like oh, I, I actually, I, I mean, I my GameStop to me, I have no problems with it all. I walk in, and I've been using GameStops for years and years, all the way through the, since the Xbox 360 to buy my games, right? To buy cut price pre-owned games. I have never once sold them one of my games. Right. Every game I've sold has been on eBay or and, through a Craigslist or something. And I know I'm getting maximum mm-hmm. bang for my buck. And it's and, and it's true that you can get good deals on older used games, but like, you know, you walk in there three days after the new Call of Duty comes out and it's five dollars less than than retail price, you know. That, that that's just gross. Especially when they gave the person, the poor kid that traded it in, probably got you know twenty dollars less in cash. But who where's the blame lie for that? Blame, you know, they well, they have an opportunity to no, do it's that. True. It's true. <coughs> Excuse me. What's stopping you putting an ad? Or I mean, the thing is, they they have the visibility to get away with it, right? right? But they've put the put the 
infrastructure in and the money in to to do it. I mean, it's I know I know what you mean, but I've never used them to sell a game because they're not going to give me the bang for the buck that I no. that I want. Nope. You know, because they want the bang. And there are a lot of people who know better, but they'll still take a bag of games down there and get five dollars for them. Right. Well, I and mean, there like, are well, some. Well, it's games. convenient, right? There are some like you, no one is going to buy your copy of Madden 2003. No one wants that. GameStop will give you 15 cents for it, which is 15 cents more than it was getting sitting in the bottom of the trash bag of PS2 games you had. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Should we, let's get on to what you were playing. All right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Brendan Sarex, why don't you kick us off? All right. Um, so the difference between this show and doing Bullshot is we record Bullshot once every uh, uh, blue moon. Uh, I, the, I don't know what the lunar cycle is for, for how often we record Bullshot, but it's not I think often. Bullshot was more like a lunar cycle for somewhere like Pluto. Yeah. And so I'm very much a one – I will get hooked into one game hardcore – and then I'll play, like, there will be orbiting games that I will play every now and again. Um, and when you do a, a podcast every six weeks, like, that works out. Because at some point in that six weeks, I will have touched one of those orbiting games and played it and been able to talk about it, rather than continue to talk about, like, say, for instance, you know, last year was League of Legends, uh, this year it's World of Warcraft. Like, no one wants to hear about those games week in and week out. So I would, you know, I would have something else to talk about. But when you do a show weekly, like, I got to Monday and I was like, Oh shit! I haven't played anything but World of Warcraft, and so yes. I did what any responsible uh, Steam owner does, and I just went through my Steam list and was like, "Well, shit! What can I install and try out for a little bit?" Brilliant. <laughs> and I stumbled on um, Carmageddon Reincarnation, which I bought God knows when, and at some Steam sale, and I was like, "You know what? I really remember enjoying Carmageddon um, growing up, playing the old games on PC." Uh, Carmageddon is a racing game and i'm putting quotes around racing because really it's a game where you can run over pedestrians destroy other cars and win a race if you really want to but the other the other stuff is where the where the game is and it was birthed out of those late 90s that late 90s attitude where the game companies were pitching to young male adults and they were like, these motherfuckers hate everything. So let's give them a game where they can kill anything. So you yeah. got Postal, you got uh, Carmageddon, you got all these games that were just based around Carnage. Yeah. And um, so I and I played the shit out of Carmageddon too. I was like, fuck yeah, let's run over people. So, so Carmageddon, you played the, played the shit out of Carmageddon 2? Right, Carmageddon okay. 2. So these, uh, these were PC games, were they? Yes. Yeah, they right. were all on PC. So um, I guess, I, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, the devs got back together, the original Carmageddon devs, and were like, we're going to kickstart a new Carmageddon. And I didn't buy into the Kickstarter because I didn't think it was going to be that good. Um, like, they, they, they were so not far into the process that, like, their demo stuff, the prototype stuff was obviously, like, we whipped this together for ki- we whipped this together for Kickstarter, so I installed um, or so I bought it. I don't know a Steam sale recently, and never got around to installing it. And was like, fuck it, I'll install it, and we can talk about it on Game Punch. Just talk about how awesome this game is. Um, that is a real bad game. I realize, <laughs> I realize that it is early access and has been early access for a very long time. But like, I, we are past that. I want to kill everything 
Like, I think as a society, like, there is very much a time where Duke Nukem was relevant. And it was not when Duke Nukem Forever came out. And, and no. Carmageddon suffers kind of that same, that same thing where it's, this was fun in a time where games didn't have to have a whole lot of substance and could just be, I want to run over people and wreck cars. And, and, and games just aren't that anymore. And, and so, yeah, man, I played that for about 25 minutes and I don't think I will ever install it again. It's just not fun. I mean, to, 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 to be, uh, not to be fair, but, uh, to be good, to be complete, I don't know, whatever the word I'm looking for is, uh, it didn't run very well, um, because it's, you know, it's still very early access, you know, textures were awful. And, and I, I realize that I am, I'm giving you my opinions on a game that is not done yet. Yeah. But, but you I, you know what? I'm, I'm, very, I'm quite happy to accept that. If you want to run the risk of throwing your game onto early access, yeah, I am totally live with by you. the sword, die by the sword. I mean, have you have you looked at this uh, this darkest dungeon game that everyone's talking about? Uh, I've actually I've heard about it. A, a copy of that. Yeah, if you can, if you can get more than one copy freezer, well, we'll take one because that <laughs> game looks incredible. Yes, like I almost pulled the trigger after Carmageddon. I was like, "Fuck this! I'll buy Darkest Dungeon. We can talk about that." But um. Yeah, I, I, that game looks great, and that's an early access game. And that game looks, and people have put hours and hours and hours into that game already. I cannot imagine anyone outside of the developer's office for Carmageddon playing Carmageddon Reincarnation for more than an hour. Like, I just, I can't imagine there are people out there that are like, this game, this game is great. No. So, um... You know, and you know what? It doesn't get a pass for being early access. I'm sorry, well, it just no. doesn't. Like, and look I, at me and Rust. I right. mean, Rust was early access, and I came away saying it's the best game of the year And look at, like, year. you know, Minecraft, the game that birthed the early access thing. Like, when that game came out, it was still playable and fun. Carmageddon right now is not fun, and I don't see them making any adjustments to that game where I'm going to go, oh, you know what? I was wrong. Unless it becomes, I don't know, something else. Entirely, it becomes like a Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we can talk about how good it is. Um, so I didn't, I didn't play enough of that to feel like I, I could talk about it for very long. But here I am talking about it for. That's all right. Hey, I'll tell minutes. you what. I mean, if you go back, I mean, you can put ten minutes into a game and you can get a. Sh- that's a show. Yeah, no, it's true. It depends <laughs> depending on the game. You're in the right place to try and <laughs> bluff your way through this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so I went back and I and I and I and I went back to the fall. The fall is a game that came out, and I think. I think I may have tweeted at you about the fall because it came out earlier this year, like or earlier. I'm sorry, earlier 2014. I want to say in the first, like first quarter 2014, and I got a real strong um, swapper vibe off of it. Like it had yes, that. Yes, I same... remember. I think John bought it. Yeah, and and I started playing it, and it was interesting, but I never like I never finished it. Like it never grabbed me. And then come end of year stuff last year, everyone's talking about how great it was. And I was like, I don't remember it being that good. So I went. I saw. I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll reinstall that and I'll, and I'll play through that because like everyone, everyone's talking about how great it is. I, I want to see it. Um. So the fall is the premise of the fall is, um, you start out falling onto this planet. You're a space. You're in a spacesuit and you fall onto the planet. And when you wake up, it's not you that have woken up. It's the system. It's the suit's AI system. And the suit's AI system realizes that the person inside the suit is in mortal danger, so it needs to get that person. It's like they're critically injured and are, and are unresponsive. It needs to get that person to medical help. So you have to explore this world, and it turns out you've fallen onto this planet that has this, like, um, it's almost like 
a robot decommissioning plant or a robot repurposing plant where they take other robots and like turn them into domesticated robots. So they take like a military grade robot and they domesticate them to turn them into like, you know, uh, like something that you can keep around the house that tidies up the house and stuff like that. Like what's the robot it's, from the Jetsons? <laughs> take a military robot and they put a clock in him. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, but the, the whole place has gone to shit. Um, like it's being run by this one rogue robot and, and like there's dead bodies everywhere and you're left with all these questions but there's a medical facility and you have to get to this medical facility and the whole like idea behind the game is it, it's very much it's very much a an adventure game like there are actiony points which control horribly which is one of the reasons I stopped playing it originally um like you you control the gun with the mouse and it's up and down with the mouse to shoot and it's a, I don't know it's very very uh, looks n- like the swapper a bit doesn't it yeah yeah i mean it is it is that exact type of control scheme but does not work well does not work as well as the swappers did um because you have to be much more precise and the swapper was not a precise thing but um so there are actually points but the majority of the game is walk around looking for interaction points that you can things on the ground and things in the environment that you can interact with and occasionally finding an item that then you have to take back to another point and interact with it. So very much like Leisure Suit Larry, old Sierra games, old LucasArts games. Right. Um, which is fine. I love those games. I mean, I can see that there is a very there is a very high level of tedium in that because there are some things where it's like, oh, okay, I see what you want me to do here now. Like, after I've banged my head against it for 20 minutes, I, I see that the, that, the, that the answer that you want me to do is, is a little more convoluted than I expected it to be. Um, and, and, it, and as you're doing this, it's telling this, this, this very interesting story about, um, you know, why is this ro- like you know you've crash landed on a planet that is about uh, that is the whole purpose of this facility is decommissioning uh you know deviant ais and yet you're insisting that you're not a deviant ai and there's twists and turns and the ending is spectacular um i oh I, did you um fire it up and get it finished oh yeah i fired it up and got, I, I sat down and was like I, once i got hooked into it once i got past where i was and got really hooked into it i was i was i I was going to gun towards the end because I was just like, you know what? We're just going to we're going to do this in one sitting. The wife is out today. I'm going to sit down and just do this in one sitting. And so, nice. yeah, I finished it. Um, it's part one of part. There's a, it's a two part thing. Also, I didn't realize it's a Kickstarter game. It's a game that got kickstarted and funded and, you know, delivered on their promise. Um, more on that later. Uh, and it's <laughs> <laughs> and it's. I, I really I really enjoyed it. I guess what's cool about it is and this was pointed out I think on on Rebel FM, but it's like a re, it's a real small team and the production value is super high, but you can tell that like the production value is super high because they're masking the fact that they're just there isn't a lot there. And there's not, but you don't you don't see that until like you stop and actually think about it. Like the game is very dark. Um it's like it's like limbo dark where you know, you you illuminate things with your flashlight, and it's and and you can't really tell that like the quality of the texture and artwork is not spectacular. The things that you can see, like your your player character, um, one of the other uh, main AI robots, like that stuff is really well done because that's the stuff that's that's prominent. Yeah. Um, the stuff that's not prominent, you can tell it was is not the highest of quality, but it's hidden very well. And um, it props to that whole team for just putting together a really really solid narrative game that 
there are parts that are just not very fun because you're kind of banging your head against the wall. But getting to the end, I think, is is worth is worth banging your head through it because the the payoff at the end is fantastic. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's back on my radar then. Yeah, it was. Just... It was another thing. It was just it was completely off my radar until people started talking about it. And I was like, I own that game. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes you. You know. I'll come to a game that I've been playing in a minute, but you know, sometimes it takes that, you know, word of mouth to give you that push that you need, mm-hmm. you know, to get you past maybe some of the barriers that are in in some of the games. So, um, Wyatt, is it, are you done there? Done that was because you only have two on the list, right? I yeah, I got. Uh, no, sorry, three. I was just saying, F- fish, you're done. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry, yeah, okay. Uh, Wyatt, what's up? What you got? Uh, what I've been playing this week, so Evolve came out on Tuesday. The I want newest, to get uh, new game from Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock, that's right. Uh, it's their mm. new game. They're uh, from the creators of Left 4 Dead, which I think everyone's played that. But so it's for those who don't know, it's four v one, four hunters versus one giant monster, and the giant monster is a playable character as well. So. Uh, I've played a few matches. I'm really enjoying it. It's like my those are my favorite types of games where it's strategic, team based strategy, um, multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah, it is. are you playing it on what? What are you playing it on? I'm playing on the Xbox One. Okay. So it's running well. It runs no problems. Not even low. Like they in the beta or alpha, they were having really trouble with load times. The load times. Oh, have so been, those have gotten better. It's. Not great, but a lot better, I would say. Um, it's just enough time for after the match, you see all your, like, how how your progress is on your character base. And then right. as soon as it goes through all that, it's that's done, and the end of the match is done. And then it starts loading up for the next game. So, like, if people drop out, it's loading for those. And, you know, choosing your characters, like, um, you have a minute to do that. So it's a lot faster, a lot better. But once you do pick your character, just kind of sit, sit and wait. If people haven't joined, it's kind of sit and wait. But I would say it's a lot better. Um, as for the game for itself, it runs smoothly. I have had no problems. No Master Chief destroyed, broken lagginess. Right. Uh, <laughs> so for those who don't know, you just it's four people. They drop from a ship. Uh, oh, actually, the monster has like a minute. I don't know if it exactly is, but a minute at a time where he gets a pre-head start to run out start feasting on monsters to eventually level up. And then the hunters come out, drop from an airship to chase after the monster and eventually defeat it. Uh, there are two game types that I found. There's one that's hunt, which is one I just described. And then there's also extraction where the hunters and the monster drop at the same time. And then there's uh, people out on the map that you have to go save, like usually two at a time. So I think it's like two waves of two at a time, and the last one's four. And then the people who have the majority of saved, or if the monster uh, kills the majority, then they win. It's usually not um, one fights another. It's you go find a point and then try to bring them back. But if you're the monster for that, uh, you at the beginning you should try, probably try to evolve up because if you die, then you have like a two minute wait time till you come back, and that's precious time that the other people can be gathering people. So they can. So the other characters can take their time, or take 
move away from rescuing these other people and start to concentrate on taking the monster out, that will buy them time to go now rescue people. Yeah, but you and the hunters and the monster both have, like, there's a reticle on the screen that shows you where the people are at that you can go pick up. So you both know where they're at. So you, but as the hunters, you do not know where the monsters, that is your, you'll get tracks that you can follow it, but they can be halfway across the map and still tracks will be laid down. Um, right. So there's like four classes, assault, trapper, support, and medic. Uh, each class is different, play differently. Um, I'm sure you all, like, you can understand what each class is just by the name of itself. Yeah, I played in the beta or the alpha. I think I played the alpha, I didn't play the beta, and I played the trapper all the time. Okay. So I thought it was a pretty good class. I really enjoyed some of the tools you had at your disposal. Yeah. Um, it was pretty neat. Uh, now... Each member of each class, as you unlock additional members, work differently than like the first medic is almost like the medic from Team Fortress, where he, she just has a beam gun. But the second medic, he focuses just on he can't heal, but he can resurrect dead players. Yeah. So there's 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 variety of play styles even within the classes themselves, depending on which character you select. Yeah. So how do the, how do those how do you choose a different so, How would you choose between one or the other medic? Because um, I didn't have that in the alpha, I don't think. So when you, uh, like alpha and the beta, you can choose your preferred class, but when you click, when you are choosing your class, you can just swipe left or right on your thumbstick before you press A, and it'll let you choose it. But to unlock them, you have to get one star ranking in all of the, your weapons or abilities for the first character, which is kind of a problem because sometimes it could take quite a while and a, a long time to unlock just to get to one star just because on um, based of how the game plays like for a medic um you may not do the sniper arrival that much because you're mainly whenever you get up and close with the monster you're healing a lot because they the hunters can take a lot of damage real quickly and so you, that's your main focus to heal and you may only get the sniper use the sniper arrival once or twice but you have to shoot them like 15 to 20 times for that so I find that, um, and you, you're not even guaranteed to get that class when you play online. So there is a local single player where you can choose which class you want to play and what type of game type. That I highly recommend if you want to unlock the other classes. It, it can be boring sometimes, though. Now, what do you mean by, is that local single player with bots? Yeah, with bots, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, so you, you either you play as the monster against four bots or you're you are a hunter with bots and a bot monster. Uh, it might be all right if you want to cut your teeth and just figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's definitely for practicing for learning a character um, if you want a strategic. But I think each class has, starting out, we have you have three characters for that class and three monsters. Um, and then I think with the season pass, you can, you can purchase, and that will give you like three more for each or so. Which is crazy. Like, like there's, there's gated content. content. Yes, now if, I knew this might raise yeah, an eyebrow. I mean, <laughs> here's here's the thing. I really want to love Evolve because I love Turtle Rock and the Alpha. Um, when you got into, when I played in the Alpha and the Beta, when you got into games that were that people knew what they were doing and everyone kind of had a general understanding of the game, I, some of the most fun I have had playing multiplayer. I mean, we're talking like Left for Dead levels of fun. But if you got into a game where it was a new guy playing the monster, and I have nothing against people not knowing how to play a game, like this is not a, like an elitist. I'm not taking any type of stance here. I'm just saying that 
when you have someone who is inexperienced, like if you have a bad trapper who can't throw down the the dome properly, you're screwed. Like you're yeah. just like you will not win that game, and you know that two minutes going in, and it could be a thirty minute game depending on how good the monster is, and then like you're just kind of stuck playing this game. That and, and that's yeah. and that like the my 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 main concern with Evolve more so than it suffering from Titanfall syndrome where people all loved playing it and then like bought it and played it for a week after it came out and then that was it. My main my main concern with it is that it is a game that has a a more significant learning curve than any other it's it, you know it's almost like a League of Legends or a MOBA type game where you're you you are an integral part of your team. Like if you're playing Call of Duty, you know, team deathmatch in Call of Duty, if you're not very good, you probably will not be noticed. But if you are not good in League of Legends or, from what I've seen, Evolve, you not only will be noticed, like, the rest of the team suffers because you are not very good. And that, I just think that, like, that is that is something that could be a real problem for a game that wants to just be a multiplayer game. I mean, I guess, you know, you could argue the argument, but it worked okay for League, I just don't know if it's going to work okay for 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 Evolve. Did you so I, say take something like uh, Left for Dead? Do you think you if you weren't up to scratch in that, you could hide a little bit better? Um, I don't know. I'm not see, really, I, especially on like expert level. Like, yeah, if you get hit in the back twice by a zombie in that you're down. I remember. Then... I remember when we got Left for Dead. Me and my buddy bought Left for Dead because I only played Left for Dead with friends on the Xbox. I never. I don't think I ever joined like a public multiplayer game. When we got it, I was like, "Oh man, we're so good at shooter games. We can play this on expert," and just got splattered. You know, like yeah. expert in expert in Left 4 Dead for a very long time was just something I wanted to accomplish because I felt like it was like a badge of honor to beat a, I, an expert Left 4 Dead campaign. Yeah, I found a crew for the doing the expert levels, and we finished them all. But that's how I feel. There's like two thoughts I had for Evolve: is you need to find a crew to play with like you know oh i want to be like oh i'll be the medic for this team that's what my role is for the rest of this game or um when it first out it's going to weed out um which can be a problem it can weed out the people who don't want to learn this curve like who just go out and buy like oh i just want to play a shooting game against a giant monster and it's going to weed them out which it can be a problem a lot of people will be like you know leave a bad review on it and it could deteriorate from people, and then, but maybe like the people who do enjoy like a League of Eleven, League of Legends, want a uh, a console shooter or something like that, where it is like a a shooter where it's like strategic and learning. This could be a new a new opening for them, and it could be big, or it could just be very bad against them. Yeah, so, I, I, I want so badly. I I have not bought it yet, and like it's one of those games that I like. The minute it probably goes on sale for you know fifteen percent off or whatever, I will click the buy button. But I haven't bought it yet because I just I don't know. I I love the Turtle Rock guys, and I I think that some of the stuff with the DLC things is shady. Um, but but I I, I Turtle Rock for me is one of the like premier, you know, innovative first-person shooter studios out there, and and I really want to play Evolve, and I really want to like Evolve. I'm just terrified that it's gonna. It's gonna be like Titanfall, where I played it for a week and a half and then 
That was it. Yes, yeah, that's well put. I think that could be. I mean, I'm the same. I, you know, I really enjoyed the alpha. I thought what was amazing was I played with <clears throat> some guys we knew, and we didn't really have a clue what was going on. And then somebody turned up who had obviously been playing solidly since the alpha started, and now mm-hmm. knew how to play the game. And he gave us some guidance and told us what to do. And we started to, it started to click. Yeah, you know, working as a team, who had the strengths to track, who had the strengths to to be ahead, to funnel, to hold, you know, which you need to do and work as a team to beat that monster. <clears throat> My problem is I don't have a crew ready to do that. I'm not ready to commit to a $70 game on a maybe that could be a Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now six months down the line, I mean, why have this dream? And it's a very strange dream, but I have this dream of being so organized with people that I know to say, right, you know what? When a game comes out, let's get on the calendar and let's all commit to buying the same game exactly six months from now. When we know it's going to be 30 bucks cheaper and there's going to be a a wedge of us who will all buy at the same time and we'll all be online at the same time on the same console. But I mean, that's just perhaps a pipe dream. Um, so it's possible we might be missing the boat on Evolve. I don't know. I don't. If you guys do get on the one, I'd love to play with you guys or anybody in the Game Punchers community would love to play. Hit me up on Xbox. But also, you can play the monster if you don't have a crew. Like that could be your jo- job is to play the monster and love that because I love playing the monster. But even that's got a pretty high learning curve too because. Well, that's like that's a self learning curve. That's you well, teaching yes. yourself. No, no, that's true. You don't yeah, that's a good point. That's true. That's a good point. I don't doubt there will be people in the community. I mean, go check out the forums on g4te.com. Those guys are always got things going on. I think they're all obsessed right now with racing games. Um, I think oh, well, I, I've got Carmageddon Reincarnation right here for <laughs> You guys? <coughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll be right up there. Alley. Um, okay. Evolve, yep. yep. Good. Oh well, let's um, let's just talk. Uh, let's just bring up the evolve. The point that was raised very briefly on the DLC. There's a lot of murmurings going on that the that uh, I heard it's shocking, more of a take shocking. two problem than it is a turtle rock problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I see. Evolve is very much wasn't. I mean, that was a THQ product. Like THQ paid for that game, and and 2K, I believe, just bought it up for a song. Am I am I am I incorrect? I I didn't know sure about that. that. I so what we're talking about... That would be something i come to you for. We're talking about the cost of all the DLC. It was announced or something. I think Polygon announced it or somebody said all the DLC together costs $165, which I think was wrong, actually. 130 somebody, 130 is what they... I think they Somebody broke it, it down. They'd added up skin packs wrong or something like that. But it's a lot of money. Whatever. And, and not so. only that, but the season pass gives you an extra monster. A yeah, monster that you don't get if you don't buy the season pass. Like that, I, I'm all for I'm all for skins. I'm whatever. Fine if you want to pay. Like listen, I don't have any room to talk. I have spent hundreds of dollars on League of Legends skins, hundreds of dollars on cosmetic bullshit for League of Legends. So if you want to sell skins, I'm all for it. But giving someone a competitive advantage based on buying like an additional product that isn't with the main product. I remember when they first announced some of the DLC and they were, uh, I think it was Turtle Rock bragging that um, they complained that in multiplayers when 
DLC comes out, it's usually maps, and then it did, like breaks up the uh, people who will pay for the DLC for pay for the maps, and the people who will not. And that um, they were they were like uh, going uh, giving themselves props because all the maps are gonna be free, but now that these characters aren't, so this can like give people advantage or uh, the people who don't pay a disadvantage. So. Yeah, has uh, I? I mean, I suppose time will tell when that new, you know, people will play against that monster and see, you know, where's the balance? Is it a competitive advantage? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It'll I don't be know. a difference, I suppose. But um, I mean, yeah. it, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, for things to be taken seriously on a competitive level, I feel like you kind of have to have access to everything. And maybe I don't know. It's it's so hard because when you draw the direct, if you draw the direct connection to League of Legends, which I I think that when it comes to esports, you have to you have to draw, you know, lines through significant esports things. Um, like you don't own all the characters in League of Legends unless you buy them. That's absolutely true. You don't. Uh, when they play League of Legends, like for real, with the LCS, they have access to the client that has all the characters unlocked. So, and 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 professional players who are in the LCS have um, accounts that just unlock all the all the characters for them. So I I guess that like I can to- I I can understand I don't know. I can under I can understand like that argument that that this guy isn't a competitive advantage because other games do it the same way. I just it's just something we haven't seen in this genre. And it's and I tell you what like DLC in general right now is such the is the is the ire of so many people that like you make any any lateral movement one way or the other and you're going to catch a lot of shit for it well and- you know what we're in a new age right now and i don't think it's a bad thing at all you know we've had eight years of you know lauding the xbox 360 and the ps3 and all the great stuff that they did and then we've been served up you know buckets of crap for the last mm-hmm. year and a half two years broken games and all this sort of stuff and people are now just fed up of it and i no, think i agree if anything evolve the, the and it's not you know the developers or you know who who've made the game have let me produced a labor of love and we all can sort of sense that you know they've produced a game that we all want to play but we're straight away screwed 70 bucks for a digital download you know what mm-hmm. i am a digital download that leaves a bad taste in my mouth I want a discount for digital download. Oh, I do too. I mean, that's that's that should be that. That's one. There should be because right? there is there is a discount to the production of it. Like there's a just, massive discount. Just to just it. looking at numbers alone, like it costs money to put that DVD. Even if they don't give you an instruction manual, it still costs money to put that DVD in a plastic case. That one DVD in a plastic case is not a lot of money. Is not a lot. But when they're shipping, you know, millions of copies of Call of Duty that adds up and that that the yeah. the savings and, yeah and to bricks and mortar stores that have right. their overheads to have their staff to pay to have the lights to keep on i mean yeah obviously you know there is a cost to producing digital copies and 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 distributing them i don't i'm not denying that but the but, economies of scale once you start shipping right. dis, you know digital copies where's my discount i know where no, is I, it i've said that since since <laughs> since the digital bullshit has started i right. i'm and so, all for it and what Evolve, what the now, – now, not the developers of Evolve, but what the producers of Evolve have done is they've gone, holy shit, you know what? Everybody likes the game that we made. The al- response from the alpha and the beta was fantastic. Here we go. Boom. $69. No discounts. They're all going to lap it up. 
And you know what? We might as well, we better shovel all this shit out as well quickly because they're going to be on the pay train. And you know what? They ain't on the pay train. Have you read the reviews on Steam? No, I haven't. People are caning the game on Steam. I imagine that's true. It is negative, 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 all the way down, and everyone is saying the same thing. Want to love this game? Screw you for trying to, you know, bleed me dry. Fuck you. It's not good. No. Can't, you can't treat people like shit. We're human beings. We need some love. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my argument before as well, you know what? I participated in your beta. I helped you make that game. All right, Fraser. what if I told you that I knew a little place down south where you could get evolved for forty Canadian funny monies. I have already. I've got the. I got the same email you got this week. I'm sure. Eighty nine ninety nine pesos or whatever it is. What, Brazilian reals? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Distributed on a child's tears. I'll take it. The let's see the super crazy deluxe edition is like the 100 and something is only 66.93 Canadian dollars and that's the one that comes with everything yeah i think they ship you the brazilian child with it see it's still a lot of money yeah it is still a lot of money okay evolve wyatt next next so uh i've been playing more super smash brothers for the people who know for me on the game punchers that i'm a i'm the smash player uh I've been playing it on the Wii U and the 3DS still. Um, I think Dwayne's a Smash player too. Isn't yeah. He? Everyone made fun of me because I wanted to Smash with Dwayne and they thought something else was happening. Yeah, it's funny. Well, that's why you <laughs> need all that Kleenex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I I think it was my game of the year last year. Uh, I really loved that game. I loved it. Oh, I just you loved... know what? <clears throat> I was going to ask you if you had a top five games of the year. I did. Uh, if you want me to run through my list real quick, it was five was Titanfall, right. four Mario Kart, three Plants vs Zombies: God and Warfare, okay, two Destiny, and then one was Smash Brothers. Meh, it was okay. On that list, I'm not gonna lie to you. I tried Was Wolfenstein and I didn't like it that much. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you sorry. And you and Placky don't, don't like that game. I don't. I don't understand if you guys just weren't raised right. I don't know uh, what it was. Something I, went wrong. Something went wrong at no, some point in your I think rearing. It was, I think it was the Xbox's fault because I played that game and I had rented it from a family video. So I had like a limited time with it. So I was trying to rush through it as quickly as possible. I think it was ah. my own fault. And I got to the underwater level where you're like in a submarine suit and you're walking underwater. And the game took like, I don't know, like six hours to install. And then I got to that level and it's like, oh, we had an install problem. You have to uninstall and reinstall this game. <laughs> and so I just clapped my hands and I was yep, like, that was, all that, right. That, I totally I'm hear that. <laughs> I'm going to walk away from the table now. <laughs> I had my Before time. I this motherfucker over. I can understand why people liked it. I enjoyed the time I spent with it. Enjoyed the grandpa telling me to go kill all the Nazis. <laughs> I killed a lot of Nazis and then I returned the game. Did you I, tell the person at the desk that? Thank you, sir. Thank you for letting me kill I, a lot I, of Nazis. I told the Dropbox that. I was like, patted on its back. I was like, thank you, Dropbox. I had fun. Thank you for carrying both Xbox One games and pornography, family video. <laughs> thank you for sending me the free, um, in the mail, free rental, and remove my $20 late fees. Thank you. 
Alright, I want to hear about Smash Brothers, because Smash Brothers is one of those games that I don't get, but want to very badly, but just, I, when I, I played Smash Brothers on the ends, I, I own every Smash Brothers except for the newest one, and I don't, I don't know why. Okay, so, Smash Brothers, it's, it's probably like, uh, this is kind of patting itself, myself on the back, but I think it's the most different from all other fighting games. Oh, it absolutely is. I think because that's absolutely the case. So it's, you know, like you get, um, you start out, each player has 0% damage and then uh, you slowly get up and then every time you get hit when you have further damage, you go further apart, you go further off the stage and the goal is to either knock them so far out of the, the box window of the map or knock them out the stage that they cannot get back up. And that's just, that's the goal. I mean, you can knock someone off at 5% if they're not like playing or whatever. I mean, for typical games, you have a health bar and you have to slowly doing it down, but uh, but it's just... I think the crazy thing about it is that, like, it was obviously developed as a game that you and your friends got. I mean, we got together and you drank and you beat each other up using Mario, like you used using Nintendo characters. But it has evolved into this game that is still that on the surface, but then it has this like intricacy. I, did you watch? You, I imagine you watched all that Smash stuff that happened a couple. Weeks yeah, ago. I watched it. Uh, I think it was evo or whichever one but i do i follow it lightly where i'll just watch like the grand finals yeah i don't i don't i don't but there's watch, so like, much nuance watching those guys play uh, this game where i was just like i was just like i have a controller and i would literally just mash buttons and hopefully knock people off the stage and these guys are like pulling off maneuvers that are named for other people that play this game and it's like i i don't yeah. understand but i'm i'm enthralled i i love it um there are like I've learned combos, but like there's people who like they they can do like moves on the stick that cancel like falling and throwing grenade like throwing bombs and such that like they're just canceling. That's just like a level above myself that I enjoy, but nothing I could ever accomplish myself. But like it's like it 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 can serve both. Like for most multiplayer uh, most fighting games, like the um top like it's you know it's just mashing buttons and hoping that health goes down and for this like it can be a party game where you can have items and it just be a giant chaos and everyone's laughing but then you can also have like the competitive edge where people get down into frame uh frame hits and hitboxes and yeah. such nuts and, like stuff that you hear about with like traditional fighting games like oh well that's a two frame cancel or like stuff like that where like you know the people that play street fighter talk about that stuff but you like it's just not something I ever associated with Smash, ever. Smash was just the dumb fighting game that Nintendo put out that has all their characters in it and was great when you were drunk. Like, it wasn't this nuance. Like, Fraser, I don't, I don't know if you were paying attention to this, but, like, someone bet someone else, and if they lost, they couldn't use the original Fox, like, costume when they played Fox because they were both, like, Star Fox, like, pros. Like, that was their main character. And I was just like, right. I, I don't... I don't understand this, but I can't stop watching this. I I would like to to have watched that. I haven't, uh, you know. I know so little about Smash Brothers. I but I we bought it the other day for my son, so he's got it for his uh, 3ds, and he sat and showed me. I mean, the first thing that I I've noticed about it is he goes he. I mean, he is only eight, so he's just say, "Who's this?" And I go, "That's Doctor Mario." You know, a new challenger appears. That's Doctor Mario. Who's that? Oh, well, that's Sonic. You know, well, he knows who Sonic is, and he knows. But Pac-Man's in there. He knows who Pac-Man is. I mean, the the IP that they have in there is amazing. Oh, I know. It's, oh I, it's it's I love it so much. And like, so like even like in this game, like 
whether you're playing on the 3DS or the Wii U, I would say it's arguably a different game just because of what, what controller you're using. Because when I play on the 3DS, my mains are like the main people I play are different from when I'm playing on the Wii U. God damn it, White. You're going to make me buy this fucking game. Oh, please fucking buy it and then fucking play with me. Because I, 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 my, my mains are changing rapidly when I play with my friends because I see what they do and I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to play that character. Or I want to learn a character <laughs> who plays against that. Like, when I first started out, it's not the same people who I'm playing as now. And it changes with iteration from iteration, too. It's like, I, I, I don't play the same people as I play with Melee or Project M as I play with this one now. All right, now tell me, this is what I want to get into this, because this is, this, is this is the deep stuff. Project M is the GameCube version of Super Smash Bros., but has been altered, and it plays on PC? Is that, uh, no, is that it's... accurate? It is the brawl version that has been modded to play as play like the melee version with all brawl characters and all melee characters. Because brawl, no one likes vanilla brawl. No one likes brawl. Fuck brawl. Why is brawl that? Why? Um, because oh. melee and the original were that top level where you can play as a party and get super competitive. Brawl was just the top level. There was no competitiveness. It was just floaty down party. Okay. Oh, okay. game. So they so dumbed like, it up. They dumbed it up real bad. For yeah, Marvel. it was. Oh, I, I, I hate touching that. I hate it. I, I enjoy the partiness, and I hate brawl. But I have it in my game closet. I'll touch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um. But Project M was also very fun because it did, and like they, the people who made that are updating it still. Like they add like costumes to the characters, and it's all free updates. It's a free download if you want to get it. Like, you can, not exactly legal. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean with ourselves. <laughs> but like, but no, I. But that's what all the, like the competitive stuff is played on, right? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, like they, or or do they play not, it on? Not anymore because Nintendo has been sponsoring the ah, Evo, so, and they they don't. So they have to play on Melee. They have to play on Evo Melee. Will play, Evo will probably be on the Wii. Right? Yeah, that's the main. That's the new golden standard. But and even like the the like the Twitch announcers, the people who are commentating, they can't even say project m they have to say like oh previous iterations of this game mm. but like every other version they'll say like the name of the version hmm. yeah the project m stuff was always very interesting to me because i'd always see it pop up um and i'd be like i don't even know what this is i don't know what this project m thing is and i started digging to it and i was like i don't i like what's wrong i couldn't figure out what was wrong with brawl but then again i play brawl at the very top level, where it's just well, not the top, the very bottom level, whatever, whatever level it is, where you get drunk and like throw the Wii mode around and, and hope that you have the strap on. I think that's, that's called the, the surface level. Okay, that's that. That's what that is the level that I that is the level <laughs> that I Smash Bros on. Okay, but also like, but um, even if you do on the 3DS and the Wii U version, like I can connect my 3DS to my Wii U and play the Wii U game with my 3DS. Like if you want to do that, like so, like if I'm feeling like I want to play like uh. A character, so I like play Ganondorf on the 3DS, and I'll do them on the Wii U, but mainly on the 3DS. And if I feel like playing them, I'll just connect my 3DS to my Wii U and play my buddies with my 3DS, but it displays on the Wii U, like on the TV. And so, I mean, that's that's amazing. And it, hang on a second, your 3DS can go through your Wii U, like only for this game, only for this game. Fraser, please, you think you think Nintendo has their shit together that much? <laughs> Let's, let's so how, explain to me how that works again. Okay, so when I open up the 3DS and play it, um, there is a little thing, a uh, little icon that you can go on. It says Wii U. And then when I go to my 3DS, 
there is an icon on there that says 3DS, and then they like can talk to each other somehow. Technology. Oh, but you have to be running Smash Brothers on the Wii U as well. Yeah, you have to be running them on both systems, and oh, okay. then you are control. You control. Like, it's like it's like another another controller that you can use. Like, if you own it for your 3DS and you get it for Wii U, if you only have like one Pro controller or one uh, GameCube controller, you're like if you have one and you you and your son want to play, he can use his 3DS or 2DS and play with you. So it's just it right. acts like a new controller, but um. You can just, yeah. And then uh, the next thing I want to kind of talk about with the uh, Smash Bros. is the Amiibo stuff because I'm I'm an Amiibo collector and I know Dwayne is as well, but Amiibos are huge right now. I don't know if you guys are have like hurting it. They about just the announced news. silver and gold ones, and I was like, oh fuck me. I they announced that for the um, what's the what's the new uh, I don't the Mario Party the Super Super Mario like the Mario Party one. I'm not Listen, into that. I know, I know just little enough about Amiibos to not be interested, but that is something that, like, if I start digging, I'm going to be like, oh, these are rare. Oh, I must oh, have Oh, my gosh. Them. They are so rare. So like, I don't want to talk. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. You are going to cost me so much money, Wyatt. Oh. It's going to cost me so much money. <laughs> Literally, just, I, like, uh-huh. I follow, like, three, three Amiibo news but just because the new ones that come out, they sell out within, like, half an hour. Oh, God, this is like, this is like Beanie Babies. It's the <laughs> worst. Beanie Babies but, were the worst. I didn't even collect them, and they were the worst. I do own a few rare. I I don't. I can't. If you go on eBay, like they sell for like forty dollars plus. Like, I went to a Toys R Us because I just had like one opportunity one morning where it, I knew it was coming out that morning. I got to the store ten minutes after it had so, after it was on sale after it opened and it was already sold out. And there was a line of like twenty oh, people God. in front of me. And there was one asshole in front who had bought like four to sell on online. Oh, those people are the worst. Punch yeah. them in the face. I gave him a dirty glare when he walked by. No, 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 no. Wait, you have to punch them. That's the only way they'll learn. It's <laughs> okay. like a dog. Got to, got to be forceful. I don't but no, I do have a few. Um, I'm just waiting for my mains. To, um, also, what I want to talk about is that you can like. So if I don't know how you guys know how, if the amiibos how they work, but. So when you are like I'm playing the Smash Brothers ones, and you tap the amiibo on the Wii U on the Wii U uh, gamepad itself, and then that character will pop up in the game, but just already a character, but it's just someone you can play against. And they start out at level one, and then they get up to level fifty, which is they get more they get more difficult to play as they level up. And in the game itself is the highest level is nine, but I don't know how the difficulties compare because I know. A highest rank like amiibo is more difficult to play against than a level nine uh, computer bot, whatever. But you also are training it, and like you, it can learn how you play the game, like what your combos are and what you're doing. And I was training one of my, I was training, I think my Yoshi, or yeah, my Yoshi. I was getting him up to level fifty, and every time after, I I will do like a a big smash, like knock him off the edge, like a big one, I'll taunt. And then when he got up to a certain level, he, he taunt, he, uh, smashed me really good. And then he taunted. And I felt like a proud parent, like, Oh, you did aren't you it. That you, that you're that grown your up. Will, aren't you afraid that your amiibo will one day kill you in your sleep? <laughs> they now do. These things, they, so they read right to each other, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, the unit, right. It, yeah. It yeah. writes back to the amiibo. But yeah, like, and then, but it's not multiple games, right? Like, you kind of have to pick, like, okay, I want my my Samus amiibo to to be a Super Smash Brothers amiibo, 
my Mario um, amiibo is going to be a Mario Party amiibo. Isn't that right? Uh, no. Um, it is like the Smash Brothers one will work on the Mario Party, but once it hits the Mario Party, it does erase your Smash history. But then you can just redo it again. They said that for the Mario game. I don't know if it's going to happen every game, but they did say for the Mario game, you're going to have to redo your such, which it just takes like, I don't know, like two hours, like an afternoon, a little bit of an afternoon to get them up to 50. It's not that hard. But that's how, that's that. Um, I don't know if you guys had any questions about it. I don't, listen, if I start asking questions, I'm going to start spending money. Yeah, he'll have he'll be buying it at the end of the show. I've got to sit down and have a, I'll grab my son's 2DS and and have a crack at it and see what. Um... And also the new 3DS that uh, Nintendo's coming out. I think it comes out this weekend. They will support the amiibos on that. Like Code Steam will support it, and uh, the Smash Brothers uh, for 3DS will support it. But like not previous iterations, like the 3DS XL that's out right now, or the 2DS won't support it. It's no, a new thing. No. Yeah, I saw that. So the new 3DS has its little um, section on the uh, on on it that will detect the amiibo. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. So and then my final game that I'm playing, uh, I just played this week. Uh, Fish reminded me that like a game that I you know you're just constantly playing, uh, and that game for me is Team Fortress Two. Um, I've I played that game since like I think it first came out. I was I was the, I actually first started playing it on the Xbox. And then I uh, heard about Steam, and then it was on Steam, and then I played it on Steam ever since. Yeah, because the Xbox one never got updated. No, and it was so sad, because I loved it on the Xbox. I love. I know the definitive way to play a shooter is on with a mouse and keyboard, but I I love like when I play it on the computer, I'll plug in my Xbox like a wired 360 controller and play it because I just that's my way of play. Yeah, there's no shame in that. I think uh, everybody you know says. Keyboard and mouse, keyboard and mouse. You know what? If you play keyboard and mouse, you and you have a competitive advantage, and it's the pinnacle of playing a first-person shooter. Great. I prefer a controller. But and I've, really, and it's not as though I haven't tried. Really, you prefer I, the controller? I prefer well, the controller. Well, just because I, I like sitting back. I mean, I just not yeah. Fair. I just don't really like the twitchiness of the. Well, you can play Fortress Two with a controller on the on the on Steam, can't you? Yeah, yeah that's how I, I just that's get, how I play you just it. Get uh, yeah, and how do you get on? Do you get uh, I mean, pwned? No, I don't get pwned. I mean, because yeah. I it's when he's I been play training with training is amiibo to play it. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's I mean that's how I've been playing. I played on. I mean, I've been playing shooters all that. So I mean, to go to a keyboard and mouse, that's like a whole new learning curve for myself. So if I can stick with my learning curve, I mean, the people I play is a scout, soldier, engineer. I mean, and one of those I don't even have to play that much. I just have to build a turret and just hit it, whack it with my wrench until it kills somebody the other two i mean it's a little i mean i'm sure they have an advantage over me but i mean i just play i just join a server and play i'm not like doing competitiveness now how many strange hats do you have i don't own any strange hat i do own strange weapons that keep track of my kills Mm. that that was i was i was very into team fortress 2 for about three months and i remember just logging onto servers that just puts you on a conveyor belt that allows you to, you know, unlock stashes or to get drops and stuff and spending money on keys. And I don't know. I never got into the keys and such, but I do own the uh, headphones that are go for like $50. If you try to sell them, the buds, the buds, 
the I buds. Do, I do own some I, buds. That was that's a crazy economy because before it was based on keys, it was based on buds, and each item would be worth like someone. I'd be like, "How much is this item worth?" And someone would be like, "Oh, it's like three and a half buds." Yeah, I and, I, and I, I was like, I was like, "Why am I playing with all these drug addicts?" <laughs> so can you sell those buds then? Yeah, there is like some websites where they'll buy and you can buy and sell items. And there is also in the Steam Steam itself, it has a marketplace where you can sell and buy and sell items, and you'll get Steam cash for it, like not actual money. Right. And then also Counter Strike is doing that. They have like they have like rare items, knives or strat track weapons, which I'll occasionally play, but I'm not as good as uh, on Counter Strike because it can't support my controller, my my controller noobness. Well. You wouldn't mm. want to be. You wouldn't want to be called out for being a controller player on Counter Strike anyway. Those children are ruthless. I, I yeah. I have to lean forward and type "abhor" into the. I have to right, type exactly. "abhor." <laughs> um, and then yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Okay, that's just fine. Good Team Fortress Fraser. Two. I did not expect to see that on the list today. No, I didn't either. When he wrote that, no. in, I, I was trying to figure out if there was an acronym for something else. No, no. Okay, good stuff. Right. Oh, I've still got to do me. Why well, we wanna... are we are forging through the show, and I forgot we haven't even done me. But I, I'm not going to spend too much time. I finished Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I heard okay. nothing but good things about this game. Captain Toad I Treasure Tracker. I want to get Tracker. this game so bad. It's... It looks so good. It is great. I love Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I've just had nothing but fun with it. It's just been great. It's just, it's it's made up of. Uh, it's just puzzle after puzzle, really. It's just short, small, compact type of levels, three-dimensional, where your Captain Toad is walking around, and uh, most of them are based on figuring out pathways to get to the diamonds that you need to collect. And then ultimately the final destination is a, is a star at some point within the map. Um but uh, it's just great. You know, you finish one. Every level has three diamonds on it. I've, I've got a diamond on every level. I finished, found all this, you know, found all the diamonds, collected all the stars. Uh, then also, as well as the diamonds on every level, they give you a little challenge, like collect 150 coins or find the hidden this or that or whatever. It's charming. It's not broken. It looks beautiful. The music's fantastic. It's all the wonderful polish that we expect from a first party nintendo title um it's not even full price nintendo no, no it's like 40 it's, it's like 40 it honestly for 40 bucks it's a no-brainer just go out God buy it, it why are you guys it. making me spend all this money you and... have a wii you have a wii u though right oh yeah go out buy this game play it for two weeks enjoy it love it finish it sell the disc and then get go get the back. go get the toad Maybe. amiibo but then but then Fraser, it doesn't go up on the shelf Oh well, okay. Next I can't help you. I, all right. Well, I can't help you with that. Then, well, buy it later. Then you know, and you just know that in the future How you will be playing it. How much can I get it from, from Brazil? So, uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I think once you start factoring in postage, it, you, the Brazil loses <laughs> it loses its luster, right? <laughs> once How you many stamps is this? Don't you understand? Brazil doesn't have any physical items. Right. right? Exactly. So, Everything in Brazil Nintendo, is digital. Nintendo, you, you, where were you in the show last week? When <laughs> yeah, you blatantly pointed out that Nintendo <laughs> aren't selling anything in Brazil. <laughs> well, now we know why. I heard it's more it's more cheaper to like fly to Florida, stay there for a little while, buy something, and then ship it back. Like carry, Put it in your carry-on bag and take it back. 
than it is to buy something in like Brazil or have it shipped in. Yeah, could well be. Yeah, I mean, there was the that uh, story many years ago that uh, I think I can't remember what it was, like Adobe Illustrator or Creative Suite or something like that, was so expensive in in, in Australia or somewhere that it was paying people to fly out of Australia to America to go Mm -hmm. buy it and bring it back. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. But uh, yeah, Toad Treasure Tracker is a wonderful game. Wonderful game. I finished it. I got finally got, uh, I'd like to say I, I got to the point where it says the end. Well done. But I also completed every coin challenge, every mini challenge within every level. Well, if you get the Toad Amiibo, you get more challenges. So there's more to yeah, do. There is more to do. Well, I got to the fine and then it, it opened up. Pa- I got all the bonus done and then it opened up past the bonus. The final level was like this insane level nonstop i I think it's actually what do they say um is there like boss levels or is it just like you clear a wave like no there are boss levels as well okay yeah so they're sort of like the levels you're already doing but it's just an amazing game in the way they change they subtly change everything that that you have to do you know your first First one that you do is just basically walk around, pull a couple of levers to lift up this, and then you can walk up. And, you know, it's almost like figuring out the labyrinthine way to get to that diamond. And then you might play another one, and they've just thrown in a little element of some guys just shooting something at you, you know. And then there's another one where you start pulling levers, and the whole thing starts twisting around, like Steve loves that sort of Escher-esque, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, everything's based people on who liked, people you know what if you liked monument valley you have to play this game okay yeah, it's based i did on enjoy monument valley you know this would be right up your alley short sharp doses of nice little puzzles totally charming i can't i can't I, it's honestly it's going to be on my game of the year at the end of the year i think i was surprised it wasn't on this year's well i didn't finish it i sort of um yeah i really wanted to i put the most amount of time in the last few weeks so but um yeah, it's great it's great so, well, that's done now, um, which I would even look for. I, you know, it's the sort of game I could quite happily wipe the save and start again in it and play it all through again in a year's time when I've forgotten how to do all the levels. Um, it's great. Uh, and I also got given a cold for Apotheon, which, yeah, that's been getting a, a little bit of... Uh, um, people have been talking about it. This um, this week, I I got the code for Apothean, and I've um, I haven't done my uh, due diligence. And uh, hang on, I can do my due diligence. Where it is here, a chap called Lever Mullen from Alien Trap sent me the code. Thank you very much, Lee. And uh, so I'd heard good things about Apothean. It's basically a two D side, uh, not a side side scroller, two D sort of. Um, I want to say Metroidvania. Gated progress, yeah, I heard somebody mention that before. That's a new term that I wasn't really familiar with. I like it. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit too specific for this game. Gated is is um is fair enough. But whatever, anyway. I mean, I don't I I I pl- it's set around sort of Greek mythology. It really gave me vibes there was a, a game that came out i think on the place it was on ps plus i think it was called outland or outlast outlast outland, where, i know outlast yeah, where, 
Outlast. You... Well, Outlast. This is not. This is not Outlast. No, not the horror one. Oh, okay. There was another one called Outlander or something like that, where it was again like a gated Metroidvania type thing, where you switch between blue and red forms to get yourself to do. Oh yeah, what was that game? Yeah, I can't. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah, no, I know whatever. what you're talking about. And if you're in a blue form, then you couldn't be hurt by the red ones, and if you're a red form, you could. Is be that hurt the, by the Mexi- blue enemies? The the wrestler game. No, that you're no, thinking it, of Guacamelee. But again, you know, Guacamelee. It, it looks like it looks. It the art style looks almost a little Guacamelee. Where uh, what for what this for, one? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm no watching. Way. I'm watching a video of it right now. It does. I mean, I guess not art style, but the way that it moves and the way that it, it remind. That was the first thing I thought of when I was watching this stuff. Was yeah. Guacamelee. Well, you're in the ballpark for that anyway. So anyway, but it's all based around Greek mythology. And uh, so, and it's like that type of game. You know, you pick up weapons and you're progressing along. You're fighting some bad guys. Uh, it's it's you know, open this gate. You can't get through there unless you find some lock picks. Um, you know, you can pick up potions, smash things all over the place to find ingredients to make health potions, to make bombs, bombs you can use to bomb walls to get through or whatever. Anyway, I started playing. I played it for about half an hour, and it was like, eh, it's all right didn't quite grab me and then i did a uh, brendan sarex i went you know i went off and suddenly people were talking about this game and i was like well maybe i should just boot that up again and give it some more time and so i did i gave it some more time today and i can tell you it is brilliant it's really good you know finally i gave it the gave it its due and i think that's one of the problems when i get a code from someone because you haven't actually bought it there's no personal investment yeah, it's a little bit. So I feel I am aware of that, and I feel bad about that. So I, you know, I'd like to give him. I'm gonna. I tell you what, I'm saying it here. I'm gonna finish this game. I'm gonna give it the time of the day. I'm gonna finish it because it's. I play. What had happened was I think I had almost played the first. I'd fallen into the trap of playing that first half an hour where they're introducing you to the mechanics of the game and mm-hmm. this is how you play it, which wasn't the game. So, right. you know, I, I, that got rectified when I play, sat down and played another hour of it today where it was like, right, here's the game. Right. And now the map has opened up and it's a massive map and I have nowhere, no idea where I'm going at times. I'm going down holes. I'm being attacked by skeletons. I'm being, there's zombies walking around. There's some, I've ended up in the world of the gods and people are ignoring me. But as soon as I started, as soon as I smashed a pot to look for something, people were all over me. As soon as like, you broke and, something. As soon as I broke something, people were fining me money and things like that. I think this game has a lot to offer. Um, I'm, it's uh, it's really good. It Loads looks gorgeous. of secret areas. Yeah, it's it's uh, it looks, it's, yeah, it does actually. There's one bit. What I noticed the most. I mean, the animation's great. Um, it's really uh, nicely drawn, whatever. But there's a lot of dark areas, and one of the things I noticed when I put it up, put the brought the map up, it's almost like I suddenly noticed the whole thing is the game. It's almost like the game is being projected against a stone wall. And it's a really subtle effect, but very, very clever and really good looking. Um, It's really neat. They've fallen into the trap that some indie games fall into, which always makes me laugh and cringe hard at the same time. Um, For some fantastic voice work, some terrible terrible british voices what i don't know whether you guys notice it when you're from america right but i have approached i think it was uh who was married to zeus hey uh, uh hera hera uh, no hera idea. yeah 
right? Wonderful. Sounds like, you know, some wonderful voice is talking to me. Sounds authoritative, like she is a Greek goddess. Wonderful. Couple of meters down the road. Well, see, here's was the problem. Getting, you were going meters couple, and not feet. Yeah. Well, well, a couple of feet down the, uh, to go through Kilometers. another entrance. I was, uh, I was getting uh, some guy who sounded like Paul McCartney's trying to get me to go in through some door. It's just this <laughs> terrible Scouse accent. I mean, I need Steve here to do the Scouser accent or whatever. But it's Grace. Come in here. It's Grace. It sounded like it was trying to get me into a club or something. It was all, I don't know where they got this, that voice actor from. So, But they, I think that's just one of the things with indie, indie games. You know, there's, the budget will only go so far. Um, so uh, some of the main gods and goddesses sound fantastic. Some of the lower characters. I don't know. The thing is, when I hear like, oh, all right, mate, how you doing? Just come over here and pick up this shovel and that'll get you through over there, right? I don't see a jolly character in the video game when I hear voices like that. I see some skiv who's probably going to try and pickpocket me in the London <laughs> underground. <laughs> There's no magic. That's why all the Uruks had that voice in uh, Shadows of Mordor. That was like, that is the Uruk voice in Shadows of Mordor. That's right, yeah. It's like some market trader down in the west, in the <laughs> east end. <laughs> Get off my, buy the fucking bananas or fuck off. <laughs> God, I so. would give anything for the fucking Uruks to tell me that in Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but it's good so apotheon very good i i will be talking about it some more once i've delved even deeper i've gone down into hades and that has starting to prove a big challenge um luckily i got pulled off hades to uh play some lego batman 3 which we acquired today um but um i escaped and didn't play that i let the kids get on with that one so i'll, I'll have that to talk about later and that's me. All right. Okay. There it is. And, the, and there it is. And uh, uh, before I wait for someone to pick it up, I'm the host, so I better just carry on. <laughs> uh, and it, it, by professional way, I've shut my notes. So what have we got? News. Let's. Got news. Um, time. Time's moving on. Not that we're really under the hammer, but we are at. Uh, we're pushing on. So let's just hammer through some news. This is a great piece of news. The original news. Dun, 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 dun. I had some news. Bad news. Breaking news. I got a few news pieces. Press the left trigger to see the most amazing thing in the world. This just in. Yes. News. News. What is the news? Um, news from Japan. News from Japan. Japan. Mr. Sarex, is that your yours? Yeah, there, my, uh, yeah. number one. Uh, so Netflix is developing a live-action Legend of Zelda series. Um, I. I Developing means it hasn't been optioned yet. They don't have anyone attached to it. They just have an idea. But in the same respect, I just I, when I read that story, I was like, "What does that look like?" Like, you've played every Legend of Zelda game. It's like Mario. The same shit happens. Zelda gets kidnapped. It's Ganon. Even if they said it's not Ganon, it's Ganon, and and you have to go rescue her. And you're just a boy in an island town. Like that. That is every Legend of Zelda. Fish, I will so, buy you one amiibo if you tell me what the the actual story of all the Zeldas are. If you could tell me the actual story, I will buy you an amiibo. I just, I just told you the actual story. No, not the game story. Like those, those stories connect through each other. There's like actual text going on, and like, ugh, well, I have no, no I know, idea. No, no, I know. There is, there is a, there is a, a, a pantheon of Legend of Zelda lore, but it is just the same story repeating over and over. I mean, yes, you can draw... I, I, Before they released the official quote on a chronology, like, there was all sorts of speculation about how they 
like o- Ocarina of Time, uh, both of those, the adult and and uh, and kid Zelda break off into two different timelines. There's just I don't know that it, it it gets to the point where it's like I I don't care. Um, yeah, because I, that series that the game is the same. It's the same story every time. Yeah, I'm under no illusions that I am playing the same game every year, and it's great. It's fun. I just but, don't know how you make a. S- like a series and they're talking about how they want it to be like a game of thrones-esque series uh, but for kids yeah but you see the thing is game of thrones has game of thrones behind it right it has it has eighty thousand pages of lore behind it as opposed to like a a script that's like all right so we're gonna make a zelda game all right so you guys know what happens right so what are we gonna do that's fun this time yeah yeah here's the thing what people are on the netflix train right now right they're all drinking the netflix kool-aid and and, and, and God fine. bless them, you know, because Netflix I'm on that, is wonderful. I'm on know. that train. Yeah. I'm on that train as Everyone's well. Everyone's on that train. You know, it's uh, you know the um, so the Kevin Spacey series that we've all watched, House of Cards, um, House yep. of Cards, which is fantastic, right? But and uh, you have Orange is the New Black, and mm-hmm. some people for whatever fucking reason think Lily Hammer is. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't what's know what these people on. are. But oh they, my god! But they do like that show, and I don't understand it because it's like, <laughs> didn't you see Sopranos? It's yeah. So whatever, but you know they've hit some, they've struck some gold, right? But the thing is, there's also an article where I, I read with the Netflix guy, and he said, you know what we did was we looked at all the people who watched House of Cards, the original English series, and we found out they all like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. So we remade it with Kevin Spacey. So and, one and plus it, two. <laughs> right. So and they, and they like David Fincher. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but don't be mistaken that, that 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 means that they can make a live action Legend of Zelda any good. No. It's and, n- and the chances of it actually becoming an actual thing, like no. we're jumping on the everyone's jumping on the story right now because it's ridiculous, not because anyone's like excited for a Legend of Zelda live action. <laughs> well, There's not a person well, out there that's like, like, finally, yes. No, I mean, let's before we say everyone is jumping on it, let's just remember. Who we are? No, well, then you know we're I mean, jumping on. Well, it. I mean, I'm saying the games press in general. We are games all, press, yes. We yeah. and I include we in that in that <laughs> conversation. Not that we are games press, but we are game enthusiasts. Like we are all jumping on it, not because we are excited. We are jumping on it because no one believes that this is a good idea. <laughs> That's There's right, not a single does. person out there that is thinking that this was a good idea. No, if history yeah. would tell us that is not a good idea. No. Yeah. Okay. But history. Dooms to repeat itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, they tried it. They couldn't even do it. When they had the full poetic license of making a cartoon, they, they it was awful. Mm-hmm. Awful. Saying that it was the early days, but it's still, still awful. No, still awful. Um, okay. Uh, we've been reading the same news today, which I think has been interesting pretty much. Haven't we? Did you read the first news that I put on here? I, so- I, I hadn't read that one, but I remember But the, the one that I posted after it. Uh, came out yesterday, okay. and that reminded so, me of it. So I got this piece of news was that it was a follow up to the for those who remember Peter Molyneux's uh, epic Curiosity, what's in the cube, was released two years ago, or over two years ago, which was the tappy tap game on all the devices. Luckily, I didn't have an iPad back then, so it all passed me by. Um, anybody partake in tapping the cube? Oh, I tapped it for about nope. two minutes and was like, this is the dumbest shit I... What <laughs> What am I doing with my life? Right. I'm curious why I'm doing this with my life right now. <laughs> curious what's in front of the cube. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and so Peter Molyneux promised that whoever got to the center of the queue would have their life changed. Um, yes, yeah, because well, no one wants to be with them anymore because all they were doing is clicking a cube. Yeah, right. well, this apparently the guy who won it, and you know what, in, it showed my professionalism. I don't even know his name um, because I didn't pull up the article before we started, so I will just grab that quickly. His name was Brian Henderson, uh, an 18-year-old who uh, turned on... Uh, or downloaded Curiosity, and uh, he said he only played it for an hour, but he got to the got to the end of it, and he won. And then he got this sort of magical message from Peter Molyneux's team, or Peter Molyneux saying it's going to change your life. And the winning and and what they offered him to change his life was to be a god of gods in Peter Molyneux's new game, or Twenty Two Cans is the studio, uh, Godis or Goddess. Which goddess. was their Kickstarter game, Goddess. I think it's Goddess. It's listen, was... it's Populous. He has made all he wants. All that dude wants to do is make Populous over and over again, and that's what that is. It's Populous. Well, well I think he wants to make something that's going to be as popular as Populous. Yeah, maybe. You know, He's like, we can't be... call it Populous, but no. what if we called it God Godulous? Oh, that though, no, uh, Goddess. Goddess. Goddess is fine. There we go. That'll do. Um, anyway, so this uh, reporter followed up uh, with Brian Henderson a couple of years, because it doesn't seem like a couple of years, but it's nearly two, well, at least one and a half years since the cube was broken uh, and finished. And uh, it turns out Mr. Brian Henderson's life hasn't been changed. No, you don't <laughs> say. <laughs> so, uh, yes. D- did um, they give him any? Has he gotten, like, anything? Uh, from what I read, and it's a really quite an in-depth story, um, he hasn't he hasn't got anything yet. <laughs> He got flown out to. Uh, he's from Scotland, and he got flown to London. Ooh, uh, what is that? Right? Yeah. What is that about 20, 20 minutes? Yeah, I think he's just probably <laughs> at altitude for about twenty minutes before you start to descend again. Um, and he got taken. Apparently, well, he got he got taken to the studio where they put him in front of Goddess, and he played it for three hours. He's he's quoted as saying that he he uh, only played it for three hours because he felt it would be rude to have to not played it, but he didn't particularly think anything special of it um they took him out to the pub where pretty much no one talked to him except an intern and he said he's been pretty much ignored since he's you know he's been promised a percentage of the game revenues when they implement the god of gods which he's supposed to be and uh, it's a year and a half down the line and oh my god peter molyneux hasn't lived up to the promise i don't believe that I don't That's, believe that for a I, can, I, I can't do radio silence, but I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter Monaloo. In related news, um, Peter Monaloo, spe- just speaking of Peter Monaloo not keeping up promises, that, that goddess game that, that we're talking about, uh, they're apparently just not going to meet any of their Kickstarter goals that they said they were going to do because they've moved on to another game. They, right. they shipped their free-to-play version on the on the mobile, and now they're just kind of like, well, that's it. I know. I know. We said we were going to give you a Linux version, but eh, it's going to be real hard. And all those other stretch goals, stretch goals that you guys paid for, I just I don't see that happening. Like they literally said, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I, you know, where does it go from here? There was for, a, for Molyneux. Here's the thing with Molyneux. Like there was a time where he was revered and. Looking back on that, I just I don't like I know he he was part of Bullfrog and Bullfrog was like this was like the the Starbreeze or the Looking Glass of its time where it was just producing magic you know magic carpet uh, theme hospital 
uh, or, uh, the Populous, you know, all those games are all Bullfrog games. And he was a part of that. But ever since that motherfucker left Bullfrog, he has broken palm pro promises. Black and White and Black and White 2, crap compared to what he said they were going to be. Fable, crap compared to what he... Like, that dude has not lived up to a promise yet. And now, like, he's got not a contractually binding promise, but a promise that, like, people paid him for. And not like a publisher, like, people who just want to believe in him. And he's just like, eh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to make something else. I'm going to make Populous again. I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like two years ago, I was talking, I can't even remember where I was talking about it. I think I was talking about it on my old podcast, The Transatlantic Rants about how he's that mental uncle, which is, he's quite endearing. If the endearing's wearing off now. Mm-hmm. It's like you've blown it. You know what? You've cried wolf way too many times now. I think we're done. Yeah. The pass we were giving you is now expired. I mean, that's just what I you feel have, like. You have, you, have, you have cashed in all your populist goodwill. Yeah. I mean, I know Stu over at the Veteran Gamers, if anybody listens to that podcast, he flies the flag for Molyneux a little bit. You know, gives him, he definitely cuts the guy some slack. I, I'm, be, I'm curious, Stu, if you're listening, I want to see how you pick that up this weekend, whether you've got something to say on that, because surely enough is enough. I Poor agree. old Peter. No, Poor you know Peter. what? No, fuck that guy. He has like 500,000, uh, English pounds worth of promises that he's just like, eh, nah. No, no, you're yeah. right. Yep, yep. That was a poor choice of words for me. It's not poor old Peter. Fuck Peter, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, and then there was the last piece of news. Wyatt, I think you threw some news in. Yeah, uh, so Bethesda is hosting their first ever E3, this coming up E3, uh, which is not too different from E3s. Like EA and Ubisoft host their own E3. But uh, this got people uh, around on the internet hot and buzzing that possibly we could hear Fallout 4. Um, I know you guys don't like uh, newsing on rumors, but I, I thought it was just something interesting to think about. And then, But also, it may not be Fallout 4. Like We could be seeing like an expansion to Elder Scrolls Online or that it might finally get a release date for the consoles. Or it could be uh, but, um, a Dishonored 2. I mean, right. So just um, so just talk me through this. What does it mean? They're they're holding. You said they're holding their first ever E3, but it's the E3 conference, right? So. Yeah. So you know how Microsoft, Sony, and I guess not Nintendo anymore, but they U they have Ubisoft, Ubisoft would do their own. Right? Yeah. yeah. EA does their own. Oh, so this, okay. So, so it's, it's like, like that. It's so, one of those. Yeah. It's okay, the pre-conference cool. press con presser event press yeah. event that they do. So they're right. gonna. They're going to have their own. This this is the first time they're ever doing it. And, I mean, they have to fill up an hour. So, I mean, it's just like kind of like, what are they going to talk about? I mean, they haven't announced them. Oh, okay. Well, they Fallout, haven't announced, 4. Fallout 4 I mean, is going to be there. Like, they have been working on that game for three years now. Like, it's not a secret that Fallout 4 is going to, is coming. And, and so, like, this makes the most sense. If they're going to, if they're going to book their own press event, it's going to be Fallout 4. Uh, maybe Dishonored 2. I don't know about that. It'll certainly be Doom. Um, and it'll what's coming from for Doom? There's a new. They're rebooting Doom. Yeah, okay. that's what they showed the, it at and Wolfenstein last year. 
They showed it at QuakeCon last year, uh, uh, behind well, not behind closed doors, but they showed all the attendees of QuakeCon Doom, but no one was allowed to record it, and there was no press allowed to to to. There was no press on it either. Like you, the accounts you got were just you know secondhand accounts. So you'll see Doom, uh, maybe Elder Scrolls Online stuff now that it's going free to play after you purchase it. Yeah, that's got uh, legs. That I mean, it's not really been. I've been I've been anticipating the uh, console version because that's how yeah. I prefer to play mine. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's got it's got a future. I just it's not arrived yet. No, um, they'll figure it out. But yeah, I know Fallout, they, Fallout Four will be there for sure. Yeah, just because yeah. they haven't. I don't think that the studio has announced anything coming out since the Elder Scrolls Online. They have announced like any new IPs that they're working on or they have announced any like new games that they're working on. So like, I think it's been like, like two or three years since they've announced something. So like, obviously they are working on something most likely fallout four, but I just thought it was interesting that they're going to host one. So we'll probably hear a bevy of nudes from them. Hmm. Yeah. I think it is, it is weird. Cause I mean, they're, they're certainly a big studio now. I mean, <coughs> having, having absorbed id and having Arkham arcane arcane, who was it made? Sonic Arcane, I think. And then obviously having Bethesda Game Studios proper, they're a pretty good-sized studio, but they're still not EA or Ubisoft big, and obviously not Microsoft or Sony big. So it's if they're going to do a conference, they're going to have big announcements. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, what do we know? When do we know E3? That will be what? May. September? No, May. May, May or uh, June. E3's in May or June? Yeah, or yeah it's in the summertime. Beginning of June. It's the first week of June. Oh, is it? Okay. All right, good. Okay. That is the news. We've done it. Okay. I think we're going to race through some charts. I'm probably going to pass on the quiz today. We're pushing, okay. getting close to the two-hour mark, so yeah. we've done well. Um, right. So uh, who would like – anybody like to read some charts today? I'll read a chart. I'll, 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 I'll crack the uh, UK charts. Wyatt? How do you fancy the Japan? Sure. Okay. Right. Cue the chart music. Oh, and I'll tell you. No, I'll that's do an you. Introdu- this is your job. This is your job. You do the chart music. I oh, will cue God. the chart music. But um, uh, this is uh, this is a new one. This is the charts based on the Amazon bestseller list, which is probably a pretty good chart, frankly. It's not a bad chart. It's an interesting chart. So you will we'll hit that. Cue the chart music. Away you go. All right. So at number ten, we have Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare for the Xbox 360. At 9, we have Minecraft for the Xbox 360. At 8, we have the Order 1886 for PS4, which, is that out? I don't think no, that's out. Exactly. So that's, and so, that's what makes it an interesting Yeah, because it's a pre-order. It's a pre-order, yes. it's, it's, which, great. I hope that game does well. Cool. Yeah, I thought, and, you're up against, and you're up against all this stuff, and Minecraft's still bloody in uh, there. It shall not die. Game. It shall not die. <laughs> God. Um, all right, so number 7 is Dying Light for the PS4. Number six is Evolve for the Xbox One. Number five is the uh, fan favorite GTAV for the PS4. Number four is Evolve for the PS4. Number three is Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter for the PS4. Number two is Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate for the 3DS. And number one, another pre-order, Zelda Majora's Mask for the 3DS. The number Mm -hmm. one selling UK game right now is pre-order for a Nintendo game where... Uh, Ganon takes the princess. Actually, no. Ganon doesn't take the princess in that one. 
My whole no, the moon. You fight the moon. You fight <laughs> the, the moon. moon. Takes the moon takes the princess. The moon takes the world. Wait, does the moon take Ganon? I don't. I'm confused. I don't know what happens in that game. Ganon's in the Farmer moon. Farmer takes the wife. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure that number ten wasn't Call of Duty: Advanced Warfighter for the Xbox One? It's That's right. surprising Might even that be it's Call not of for Duty: Advanced Warfare. Or Advanced Warfare, yeah, no, not Advanced Warfighter. That's that's Ghost Recon. Right. But are you sure it's not for the Xbox One? It seems weird that that PS4 yeah. would be on the list, but not Xbox. That uh, is surprising. Yeah, I've got Xbox 360 there, haven't I? Yes. I'm, I'm you were just sure. so excited to write Minecraft on Xbox 360 <laughs> that you were like, lose it, yeah. <laughs> I'll find that out. I'll double check. I'm that sure piece of I, information. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it, oh, they're it still, does. They're still it selling does. Call of Duty games. This just in. Here's an interesting thing. When I pull up Amazon on my computer, do you know what it tries to sell me? Amiibos. Uh, Amiibos. Metal Gear Solid uh, T-shirts. T-shirts? Yeah. Diamond Dogs. Uh, Militaire Sans Frontières T-shirt, which I wouldn't mind. That'd be pretty cool. That's actually There cool. you go. Anyway, sorry. Wyatt, proceed. Japan. Oh, God. Okay, so here, give the kid who can't read or write. Um, so for number 10, we have... Kenke Banchu 6 Soul and Blood for the 3DS. At number 9, Dairantu Smash Bros for the Nintendo 3DS. At number 8. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Tsukuriyu no Machi no Hitun Kuru no Kindu for the PS Vita. It sounds like me ordering a sandwich at Subway. <laughs> No, no machi on that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not trying to offend anybody. Just cannot read. Uh, for number seven, we have Monster Hunter 4G LTE for the 3DS. Um, for number six, we have Altier, Eshja, and Loki, Alchemist of the Dust Sky for the P PS Vita. And number five, Pocket Monster, so Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS. For number four, Yukai Watch 2, Shinuchi for the 3DS. Number three, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse for the Wii U. At number two, The Legend of Legacy for the 3DS. And number one, Tales of Sestria for the PS3, which took away at 300. That's crazy. That's a lot yes. compared to the rest of them. But number two That's is just a six-fold increase over number two. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, I did do some research on these. Um, well done, Wyatt, by the way. Uh, I did some research on these. Kenka Banchu 6, Soul and Blood. Uh, are, the thing is here, right, I went through all of these games here that I didn't know. And a lot, a lot of them are Japanese RPGs. Would you believe it? No <laughs> way. Now, now, I know. Sit down, because you're not going to believe this next bit. I can't remember what the difference is between <laughs> any of them. <laughs> Except that what I do know is that Tales of Zestiria seemed to me to be it's a the Tales only game, one with real pedigree behind it. And it looks like that is a class game. It's picking up 37 out of 40 or something from Famitsu, which... If anybody's aware of that, good scores with Famitsu is a good. Is good. So th that one is one to watch out for. That will be over in the States at some point. Legend of Legacy, I can't remember what that was about. The same with Atelier Escher and Surugi Nomachi. Actually, I don't even think I could find Surugi Nomachi in there. Uh, and Kenka Banchu 6 looked absolutely 
bonkers. <laughs> it looked like a typical Japanese mental case game, which made me just, I wish I knew Japanese. It was like some guy fighting, the next thing I knew he was kicking the crap out of a car like in Street Fighter. Then he was playing tennis. And uh, it's just bizarre. What so, was that free everything game? I like to do. That's how I spend my weekends. What was that free game for the Xbox One that was just recently where it's like D4 Demon Monster Hunters or something? Oh, that was... no. Uh, Dark Dreams Don't Die or something. Yeah, that was... that. I like... That was a free... It's done, so... by, the, it's done by the guy that did... Uh, what was that other terrible game that everyone loves? Deadly Premonition. Oh. Yeah, but that was a free game and I tried that for like two minutes and... Oh, I could not understand. That I is just... very much an acquired taste. I'm surprised Japan you... is an acquired taste. I'm surprised yes. you Kaya Watch hasn't come over to the stage yet because I remember when they released the top selling games of like the 10 selling games for the entire year. You Kaya Watch was number 10 just selling in Japan itself. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's got to be on the way. I'm pretty sure at some point they're just working out how they, to... They got to figure out how to sell it. Yeah, because if they do and be ready to sell it too, because if it hits the market and it hits hard... What was that fighting game that was in Japan, but, like, we have so many people requested it over here? Uh, I could not remember. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Street Fighter? No, it was, like... Super Smash Brothers? uh, No. (laughs) It was, like, it's a PlayStation exclusive. It was, like, um... It wasn't Urgeis. No, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. Sorry. Anyway, that, that, uh, that will bug you for the rest of the evening. Too. I'll put it in the chat next next week. Um, okay, well, so that is the charts. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to skip a quiz this week just because we're really? sort of running, running the clock. I didn't really go in depth onto the community, but we did receive an email, So, I'm, and, it's, and you're going to like this email, uh, Brendan. Here we go. This is from a friend of the show, Reese Lambert, a.k.a. not Anal McAnal. Mc, was it huh. McNanal? What, what was his name? Uh, oh, I don't. It was it was a good name though. Anal Canal. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not him. This is Reese Lambert, aka Epic Scotsman. He says, "Hey guys, how's it going?" First off, I just wanted to say hi to the new member of the podcast! Exclamation mark. That's me. Mister Fish sounds like a top bloke, and I look forward to hearing his dulcet tones in future episodes. Hopefully, better modulated. Secondly, I was recently playing a game called Persona 4 Arena. This is a one-on-one fighting game that has an amusing but bonkers... This isn't the one you were thinking of, was it, Wyatt? No. Okay. This is a one-on-one fighting game that has an amusing but bonkers plotline. Then at some point, the game decides to give you the backstory of the main antagonist. At this point, the whole tone of the game shifted from the amusing and silly banter that had come before it to something totally unexpected. The game suddenly told a dark and genuinely gut-wrenching story that had me feeling both upset and furious at the same time. This sudden shift in tone caught me off, caught me so off guard and upset me so much that I gave away to manly tears. Wow. I just wondered if any of you guys have had a similar experience of a game suddenly changing its tone and doing something so unexpected that it really shocks you. Anyway, great show as always, guys. P.S. My favorite game is Mass Effect 2 as well, so high five, Mr. Fish. This is a man of, of high taste. High taste. Quality but, taste. But cries of video games. You've never cried playing a video game? <laughs> oh, I remember the game. I remember it. I'm glad you have an answer for this, and I'm not taking anything away from crying at video. There's some gut-wrenching games out there, that's for sure. Yakuza. That was it. Yakuza. Yakuza? Yakuza. Yakuza's what, what, not a fighting game. I've never played it. 
It's is it? Yeah, it's a, like a fighting shooting game. They no, came it's out... like it's like Shenmue. Did you play Shenmue? No. no, I've got Yakuza Four lined up to play. Actually, it's free on PS Plus this this month. That was the game I was thinking of. Sorry to disappoint. Oh, I I, oh, 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 okay. I see. That you were saying that Yakuza was the game you cried at, Mm-mm. and I was like, "That's uh, I mean, it's an interesting choice." <laughs> yeah. Well, the question. Let's not. Let's be fair. The question wasn't what games have made you cry. Uh, it was actually um, something that sort of really shocked you, or taken a taken a turn, or caught you out of left field. Um, uh, anything come to mind? I I have given this some thought, and I really haven't come up with anything. For me, it was The Walking Dead season one. That ending, um, it it kind of brought a tear into my eye. Uh, just because you, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much if people haven't played it, but um, just the the interaction between the two characters before leaving and like like the choice you have to make, what to do, and then just like you, I don't know, like the scary future for what what will happen next. It did br- right. it bring me it brought a tear to my eye. It was good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, and the what was that house game you hated? Gone alone. No, I kind of, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, I love that game. I think I think it I think it I think it uh, doesn't go far enough at the end, but I think it's pretty. Good. That kind of got some emotional like, stirring me. Swapped on me. The, like was no, going... that's it. I was going to say the same thing. I can't. Nothing that changed. I mean, I got very upset playing Papa EO. Hmm. I've had more uh, games also, where I've changed where I've hated it. I was just like, I thought I was enjoying a game and then just, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Wolfenstein. And, <laughs> Wolfenstein, to be fair, does kind of start you off as a, hey, this is a Wolfenstein game. Let's get, let's get together and kill Nazis. And then turns into this, like, this, this, like, thought piece, not thought piece, but like this more poignant and more thoughtful story that, that emerges after killed a lot of nazis i don't know i uh, think you're really trying I, to listen i love that game i love that i game. love it too don't get me wrong kill all the really nazis trying to wring some blood out of that stone maybe there. maybe so I, um, I tend to do that on games that i really love like i could talk to you i could talk to you on i for uh, at nauseum on how brilliant of the story of mass effect 2 is <laughs> <laughs> well we are gonna i'm gonna draw some uh Deep conversations at some point i admit i've never played league of legends i know nothing about league of legends at all I got into League, but I'm not. Uh, I don't know. It's just the keyboard and mouse and like the clickiness. It. I just can't. It's very it's not, clicky. But uh, that, Fraser, uh, how do you feel about children calling you four-letter words? Um, I'm I, doing I, my best at the moment, daily, to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, it's going so. to happen a lot in League. You start playing <laughs> League of Legends, so if it's not something you enjoy, you probably should stay away. No, but if it's something you've played, I'm going to try and investigate it. I mean, you know, we're yeah, going to be we'll be interacting almost every week, you know. So that's true. I, I should do you the uh, courtesy of trying to find out what makes you tick. So, um, you know, sure. I'll, I'll I'll give it the time of day at some point. The game so. that is like League of Legends, though, that I am very excited for is Overwatch. That was my most yes. anticipated game of this year. I am yep. very looking forward to that game. Yeah, a lot Me of people too. have said that. So. Um, yeah, I just can't think of anything that's like switched gears. I mean, because I know uh, the people who played Persona 4 Arena, I've heard nothing but great things about that game. And I just I haven't sat down with it. It's just one of those games that like I want to play, but it's kind of near the bottom of the I need to play this game list. Just because that list is very long, and for some reason, Carmageddon Reincarnation was above it. <laughs> I don't know why. 
because I'm broken inside. Anytime you say Carmageddon, I think of that Mortal Kombat racing game that was in like a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, and it was in Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Yeah, that's what I think. It was in it was in Mortal Kombat. Armageddon. I think it was like Carta Cartageddon or something yeah, like that. Cart, uh, yeah, something something <laughs> bad. Is it as awful as it sounds? Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's terrible. Right. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what's on the tin. <laughs> it's pun okay. is as bad as it is. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Well, I think that's a show. I think so too. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much, Wyatt, for filling a valuable space. Nice to have you on the show. Yes. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I'm glad to be here. If you ever need your third choice again, you know where to call me. We know where to find you. Hit the bat, the Wyatt signal up in the air. We can do that. Uh, It'll be an amiibo and, and a dollar sign next to it. <laughs> please, yeah, please right. have just... me back. Please. <laughs> There's a trail of amiibos leading you to the gingerhead, gingerbread house. Right? <laughs> um, Mr. Fish. Mr. Sarex, yes, I don't need to give you too much praise. You're a regular, so, but thanks it's, very much. But an honor um, all the same. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully we'll have uh, some of the uh, old guard back at some point in the near future. We may even see Stephen Pendlebury. You never know. No, let's not get crazy. Should he <laughs> grace us with his presence. Uh, but I'm sure Steve and John will be back. Um, we should be back next week. Uh, what's the social stuff? Uh, I never do this. John Game always punchers, does this. Gamepunchespod at gmail.com? GamePunchersPod at gmail.com is the email address. I was going to put a plea out, actually. If you listen to this podcast once a week or once every blue moon or whatever, you listen to the podcast, get your ass over to iTunes and give us a review, all right? You've, you know, we're not asking for any money from anyone. Just go give us a review. It actually does help a lot. It does, please. You know, that's all. Just do, do us a favor. Do us a fucking favor, mate. Go on. <laughs> do it. <laughs> give us a screw it. Uh, so, yeah, do that. Um, GamePunchers.com is the site. GamePunchersPod at gmail.com is the email. GamePunchers at GamePunchersPod is the Twitter. I mean, everybody fucking knows this, don't they, if they listen to the podcast anyway? Or how do they find it? Anyway, uh, that's about it. Anyone want to give out Twitter addresses? Is I am at the Jesus Fish. I have not looked to see if anyone has requested to follow me, and I'm sorry. I will do that tonight. All right. I am and then maybe Fraser. never again. <laughs> at least you're honest uh, I am at Fraser Moo F-R-A-S-E-R-M-O-O feel free come on over to Twitter come on over to Twitter give us a follow uh, absolutely no guarantees I'll follow you back probably will but then if you spam me with loads of competition entries or whatever or retweets you're gone you're done I don't you're know done. I don't know how I've survived this long <laughs> actually Wyatt you've done a, I know you succumbed to a couple of amiibo competition retweets this week yeah I've been trying to get. I'm trying to get some getaways. I know people. I've lost a few followers, but eh, I'm trying to get them. <laughs> He's like, I need these. Give I me need them. I need them. I need these NFC dolls right now. There give them to me. No one gives a crap of what I listen to. No one. What I say on Twitter. Well, I obviously do. Yeah. Thank you. Take no prisoners, though. I get it. I admire that. I respect that. So. All right. Okay. So I think we're done. Let's get out of here. All right. Good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you soon. And until next time, wizard, wizard, still die, wizard, wizard. <laughs>